Welcome to the latest episode of COVID-19 Business in Focus, where we explore the business impacts of coronavirus. I'm Rowena Morris, a director at PwC. I help clients prepare and respond to crisis situations, and I'm your host for this series. Over the past few months, businesses have focused their efforts on responding to the coronavirus pandemic, and rightly so. But this means many of them have taken their eye off the ball when it comes to preparing for Brexit. The government is committed to the current deadline of the 31st of December, which marks the end of the transition period. So time is quickly running out for businesses to prepare for the implications of a new and very different trading relationship between the UK and the EU. In this episode, we'll explore how COVID-19 might have impacted negotiations for a future trade deal. We'll take a look at the likely scenarios that businesses should be preparing for now, and we'll share some practical advice to help you get ready for each potential outcome. Today, I'm joined by my colleagues, Pani Lucas and Cara Haffey. Pani is our Brexit lead within our tax business, and Cara is our head of manufacturing and automotive sectors. Welcome to our virtual studio, both. Thank you, Irina. Great to be here. Hi there, Irina. Thanks for inviting us today. Thanks, both. So to kick things off, Pani, can you remind us where we're up to with Brexit negotiations so far? So having formally left the European Union on the 31st of January this year, we're now in the transition period, which lasts until the end of the year. It's important to remember that our withdrawal only represented the end of the first stage of the Brexit process. We've still got two more critical stages to go. Uh, firstly, the implementation of the withdrawal agreement, and then the negotiations to agree what our future economic partnership is going to be with the EU. So what our trade deal will be. I think it's also important to remember that in parallel with the trade negotiations, free movement ends at the end of the year as well. And the government is busy introducing a new immigration policy, which is going to be important both for employers and employees to understand. And it's clear that responding to COVID-19 has taken up a huge amount of the government's time over the past few months. How has this impacted the pace of negotiations? Well, you know, firstly, there's just a logistical issue about the inability to meet in person. And I don't think one should underestimate the, the importance, of, if you like, of eyeballing the other side. Um, the other thing, as many people will know, is that both lead negotiators, so David Frost and uh, Michel Barnier, were actually self-isolating at the beginning of the period. Um, now the rhythm of virtual meetings has been established and there has been a number. Um, but clearly COVID-19 has delayed that process and certainly the latest noises coming out of Brussels and London aren't particularly encouraging in terms of where we're at. And of course, it's hard to know for sure how things will have progressed by the end of the transition period. But if we look forward to January 2021, what do you think the trading relationship between the UK and the EU is most likely to look like? Well, I think it's pretty clear that it's highly unlikely that there will be an extension to the transition period. Um, the UK government has made it very clear they don't intend to extend. And in fact, a piece of legislation has been passed to make it illegal for the UK government to request an extension. So therefore, I think it's pretty clear that the transition period will end as planned on the 31st of December this year. So what does that mean? I think the, the, the basic options are either a free trade agreement being established by the end of 2020, um, which will be a relatively basic deal given the timing that we have, 
um, probably covering little more than tariffs and quotas, perhaps a dispute mechanism, um, and some standard um, free trade agreement chapters which mirror uh, WTO principles. Uh, there's also the possibility of limited provisions on services. Uh, the other option, if obviously, if, if we don't get this, if you like, Canada light FTA would be no deal effect uh, and therefore trading on World Trade Organization terms. Clearly, I think the one thing um, to bear in mind with either option is that that is a significant change from the current position. And that is important for businesses to be aware of. And clearly, um, that um, disruption, or if you like, or change from current circumstances will be compounded by the effects of COVID-19. Cara, over the past few months, how has COVID-19 impacted the Brexit preparations of businesses in the manufacturing and automotive sectors? Have things slowed down at all? Yes, no, I think it's fair to say that um, manufacturing and automotive businesses have been you know, extraordinarily affected by COVID-19, as have a lot of other sectors. Um, you know, they diverted attention to helping with efforts on PPE and doing different um, pieces on the ventilator challenge. So I would say that, you know, the whole Brexit preparation will have been delayed across a lot of um, the sectors that I look at. Um, in some respects, Brexit planning, ironically, um, had helped with some of the COVID-19 responses. So where some of our clients had done Brexit planning, that helped with them already look at the supply chain issues um, and be able to kind of understand their supply chain better, which is quite interesting. I suppose on the more negative front, unfortunately, you know, some workers are still furloughed and therefore, you know, people who had been focused on Brexit planning in the future could still be on furlough at the minute. And therefore, that preparation across a tight management team is pretty tough at the moment. I think that's an interesting point around those that have done their Brexit preparations have been almost in a better position in some cases, as you say, around supply chain. But for those businesses that are behind on preparations, what's the risk for them as we move into 2021? Yeah, so I think for us, you know, this is really coming rather quickly now. I think for anyone who kind of went on to lockdown, um, you know, like myself, I can't believe it's June. So, you know, I think the piece for us is that um, people really need to kind of get focused on this um, and really kind of, I do believe that this is going to kind of I suppose compound is the right word, compound the disruption that we've experienced through COVID-19. Um, a lot of our businesses will be very affected by the Brexit challenges and the Brexit changes. Um, I'm not convinced that all businesses really understand um, the scenarios in play for them. So I'd really encourage them to, to look at that um, and accelerate their plans for dealing with that disruption. Some of it, um, you know, they will have learnt in their own um, supply chains from COVID-19 and the pandemic and therefore looking at how that kind of affects it will have helped them plan for the future but it is now the time to really review those Brexit plans maybe consider using the same team that you've looked at from a COVID-19 point of view um, you know how you've prepared for that use the same team to now take that on through Brexit planning and kind of keep going keep the energy up and take action now to be ready. And picking up on what you're talking about around scenario planning Pani, if we think about those scenarios that you outlined earlier, what's the practical advice that you have for businesses to help them prepare for each of those outcomes? Well, the first thing is it's important that you are preparing for all the possible outcomes. So the two main ones I'm talking about talked about was a no deal or a relatively light trade deal. So it's important to understand what does what do each of those specifically mean for your business. Um, 
I think the specifics are important. It is really important that each business looks at how it will personally be effective and what specific preparations it needs to make. Um, you know, the, the, the hugely big difference is there will now be a customs border between the UK and the EU. And the details of tariffs and quotas isn't going to be, although that isn't going to be known precisely um, before a trade deal is announced, we do know because the government announced it a few weeks ago, what the general tariffs will look like. So again, it's important to understand those and how they affect your business. Clearly, um, many of the things that need to be done as uh, a sector specific, so financial services, hugely important as to whether equivalents will be granted. Um, with pharma, uh, regulatory changes will be important to understand. So, so, so some firms are pretty well prepared um, in terms of that planning, but there are a number I think that still need to look to what what do these uh, what do these specific um, changes mean to them? And it's very important that they do that sooner rather than later, given we do have. Um, not much more than six months to go. Thanks, Penny. And so from Cara, from your perspective, what practical advice do you have for businesses? Um, I think the key for me is going back to um, the no regrets decisions that we as a firm published um, what feels like a while ago now. But um, for me, those still remain really, really relevant and something that I think we should um, focus on. So we do need agility in our businesses to really look at this. And I think, you know, all of our all of our clients have shown a lot of agility over the last three months as they've worked through the pandemic. So, you know, I think it goes back to the point around kind of keeping that going, supporting your people. People have been through, you know, a huge amount, but actually supporting, particularly on your EU people, you know, how do people plan for this? Um, supply chain is really, really key. So giving alternatives, understanding, you know, how the transport's working, understanding where you can get other goods um, in the future and just making sure that you really understand the kind of differences there um, of all the kind of routes that you have logistics into your into your businesses. Um, the one thing I suppose we have seen is a continued need for the data you know, and this has come up in lots of um, with clients where we've worked through kind of what the custom scenarios might be. Actually getting the data within the business is really, really important. So, you know, if people aren't focused on that, you know, please get focused on it. You will need a lot more data potentially. And therefore, you know, that is an area where people can spend kind of really quality time and be quite effective in planning for this. Um, so, yeah, lots of things there. Contracts, I suppose, the other point really now just end on, which is, you know, understanding your contracts, the terms of those, if we do get disruption, where where are you on kind of your obligations to other people or where you can kind of have um, have thoughts on your contracts for other people if you need to switch supply or um, on your customers, if timing is going to become, it's going to become harder, how do you stand in those contracts? I think having that eight no regrets decisions framework is really, really helpful. Thanks for going through that, um, Cara. So, Pani, to sum up, what are your top tips for businesses as they prepare for Brexit? Firstly, um, for those businesses that have done Brexit planning, don't sit on your laurels. Make sure that it's refreshed and up to date. Circumstances have changed, particularly um, due to the current pandemic. For those businesses that have done little or no Brexit planning, start. Don't wait for what you think will be certainty. Um, a number of businesses I know have, 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 have said, you know, things are still relatively uncertain. Well, I'm not sure they're going to get much more certain until the end of the year. So do start your planning now. 
the final thought I, I would have is those businesses who are best prepared are likely to have a commercial advantage over those who aren't as well prepared. And how about you, Cara? And I think for my three tips, I suppose, number one would be really focus on your people and help your people through this. Um, particularly your EU colleagues. Um, you know, I think it has been a troublesome time that we've gone through. People's travel has been curtailed, so people will be feeling it. And therefore, you know, I think making sure that your culture and your people comes is is key. Um, I go back to supply chain. I probably would, given the sectors I focus on, but really know your alternatives in your supply chain and make sure you understand um, everything that comes into your operations and the timing around that. And then suppose number three, maybe to sort of change the dynamic slightly in a more positive way, I would you know, try not to use energy on worry. I think you know, we've all seen how resilient business can be over the last three to four months. So what I would say is kind of rule with what's coming, adapt to the situation, um, outline, you know, I think that gives you an outline of how successful you could be in the future um, and therefore that kind of agility point and being getting used to change is really key. I really like that last point of trying not to use up your energy on worry and rolling with the punches and adapting. And um, thanks so much both for sharing those insights and of course thanks to everyone for listening. If you'd like more practical advice visit our website which uh, is pwc.co.uk forward slash COVID-19 and on there this is where you'll be able to find all of our latest insights including our strategy and where next series which is an industry by industry look at where we are today, what we're learning and how to respond to new challenges and opportunities. And you can also find out about our eight no regrets decisions in our blog on preparing for Brexit in a COVID-19 world also on our website. Thanks, everyone. Until next time, stay safe.